and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which are young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we are talking about why we started this podcast and what we hope to bring you. We titled this podcast, End Goals. Part of that is because our end goal is to see vibrant, healthy youth ministry in your congregation and in all LCMS congregations. And we want you to be able to meet your end goal of having young people being disciples of Jesus Christ for life. But before we can do that, we are going to introduce ourselves by asking a few questions that we hope to ask guests that we will have on the podcast in the future. We're in the hot seat. Absolutely. So Juliana, just to start a little bit here, tell us about yourself, maybe most, uh, I guess, about your vocations in which you serve. Yeah, so I am the program manager of Lutheran Young Adult Corps, a title no one can remember, sometimes not even me. Uh, I (laughs) run an ongoing program for LCMS Young Adults 18 to 26, where we put them into long-time service options in urban areas across the country. Um, I'm also a daughter, a sister, I'm an an aunt to two nephews and soon to be a niece. Fantastic. uh, And resident here in St. Louis of, of the Dogtown neighborhood. So how about you, Mark? Oh, well, Reverend Mark Kiesling, I um, am blessed to serve as the director of LCMS Youth Ministry with the many functions that uh, we provide for the church, for like LCMS Youth Gathering, Lutheran Young Adult Corps, Esource, LCMS Servant Events, so many ways in which we engage with congregations and putting young people in the opportunities to serve and also to grow in their faith and connect them to the larger church as well. I'm a husband of Beth, who's a preschool teacher here in the St. Louis area at a Lutheran school. Um, and so just love to hear her stories uh, as she gets to share Jesus and that kind text. Also a son and brother um, and also an uncle as well, both on kind of with my sister's families, but then also my brother-in-law's families too. So get to connect with them and love that. Live in wonderful Kirkwood, Missouri, a member of uh, Concordia Lutheran Church and get to serve there in a variety of ways too and connect with the great community that's there. So thankful for that. And uh, yeah, I guess other than that, I, maybe a vocation as sports fan, maybe. I don't know. Throw that out well, there. And, and coach. Yeah. And coach. And coach. Yeah, absolutely. My get favorite, to do some of that. team. <laughs> it's getting close Seventh here. Seventh grade basketball get coach, coach. Basketball as well. And that season is near to be upon us. So getting excited for that. Well, we're going to be talking a lot about youth ministry and uh, particularly in the LCMS congregational context, which has a variety of different um, aspects to that from size of congregations to maybe the geographical context to uh, staffing context, things that we see. And Juliana, both are products of healthy youth ministry that we are able to see in our congregations. And it's so awesome to see LCMS churches who are putting many things into practice um, in which they are connecting young people uh, to the church and preparing them for that major transition that happens after high school. So one thing that we want to talk about a little bit is just so you get to know us and our guests is maybe to talk about some key moments uh, in youth ministry. Now, sometimes we're going to hear from people that maybe key moments in their faith life came after youth ministry, mm-hmm. um, or maybe it was in, as a child and then maybe later in life, there's going to be those times that are going to happen, but we want to be able to hear stories where uh, really influential things happen through the body of Christ or through parents, um, or maybe through a program, or maybe that took place in the lives of our guests. So Juliana, just to start a little bit, why don't you talk a little bit uh, about key moments in youth ministry for you? 
I grew up, like you said, healthy youth ministry. So for me, once I hit sort of middle school, uh, that was sort of an integral part of what I had on my calendar on a <laughs> weekly, monthly basis. Um, but probably a key moment for me would have been we uh, did an annual trip to uh, serve an event trip to Mexico through mm-hmm. Yisleta Lutheran Mission in mm-hmm. El Paso yeah, yeah. Um, and did my first, you know, a big week long away from home uh, serve an event uh, at Yisleta uh, the summer before I started high school. Uh, and that was kind of my first moment, really big moment, uh, away from family, uh, outside of this tiny bubble of Topeka, mm-hmm. Kansas, where I grew up, mm-hmm. um, and an opportunity to really uh, dig in and serve and uh, share the gospel and be in uh, that devotional Bible reading with my my group in that kind of very intense setting um, really set a huge tone for me and my passion for service that's played out for me throughout mm-hmm. my life, including what I do now. How about you? Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, very similar ways in the sense that I uh, grew up in the church. Uh, Dad is an LCMS pastor, retired now. Um, and so obviously had that immediate connection to the body of Christ and the f- functions of the church and certainly the life of the church um, and being regularly participants in it. But I can also certainly look to some things like we had a really robust uh, confirmation program. So already starting in the fifth grade, uh, kind of through into ninth grade. And so really strong connections there. Um, uh, really great teachers and mentors through that process. But then into the high school years, had again an amazing uh, youth leader named Bob that was instrumental in my life certainly, and just being another ear. Um, as you know, those of you that are listening to this that maybe are church workers or kids are church workers, sometimes uh, that relationship can be hard at times uh, going through those steps. And so having another adult uh, that I could uh, talk to in trials and just questions that I had was a blessing. I know there, and I would say uh, you know similar to you, there was an experience I had for me. It was the 1992 LCMS youth gathering that I was able to go to as a youth, and again that was a key time for me being in a safe environment to be, uh, my parents did not go as the adult leaders. So it was with other adults and really was uh, have the opportunity to have a leadership role in that. Um, and being away from parents and uh, from some of those familiar structures, certainly New Orleans is not Hamilton, Montana. Um, and so, right. yeah, and so some uh, great opportunities to grow um, there and to learn about other contexts and other people and other places, which was really exciting. And I would say just in general, I was blessed to be in leadership roles already as a young person. And so somewhere maybe simple and, uh, uh, mundane, it might sound that way, but man, they were huge in terms of connecting me to people and understanding my gifts and passion to be serving in the church. And just was blessed to be in a great congregation that surrounded my family as the pastor's family with great love and support. So when we talk about support of adults, which we will at some point, I just was so blessed with that in my upbringing for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and and obviously we're passionate about youth ministry. It's literally our job uh, to be <laughs> passionate about youth ministry. Uh, but what in particular are you passionate about when it comes to help, helping other congregations have and develop that healthy youth ministry? Yeah, I, I think it's just awesome. At You know, we sometimes sit at the 35,000 foot level, if you will, of the church body and get to hear a lot of stories, um, get a lot of questions, certainly too. Um, and opportunities to assist and connect people who um, are looking for answers on how to support young people. And I think what I'm passionate about is just to see the hearts that people have to love young people and keep them connected to the church and they get that part of it that um, you got a, maybe a small window with, with young people, whether it's even going back to children's ministry to prepare them for that major leap when they're going to, um, you know, if we think about ourselves as a mobile society and heading off to college or work or military service and the way that we get to invest and in, infuse the word of God into young people's lives. And so anything we can 
do to encourage parents and pastors and DCEs and church workers and um, uh, lay people to do that for young people is why I am passionate. And to be able to, again, see those young people that, man, we got to see cool connections between their uh, serving with us and connecting with us as high school students, but then in the college years and beyond, and we get to see that transition happen where we get to uh, stand in, in this office. I um, mean, really to help congregations see that the beauty of where their investment makes for young people as they, uh, again, continue to walk through the different phases of life. Yeah, I think one of the great joys of this job in particular is that we do get a chance to be uh, in conversation and to hear about youth ministry, not just in one congregation or one circuit, but across the the nation. And that's uh, so in- encouraging for me because I see so many different lay leaders and, and professional church workers who um, are all in. They want to develop this healthy youth ministry. They know how vital that ministry is uh, developing uh, faith in in people, young people as they grow up um, and as they go on to raise uh, the next generation of, of, of Christians. And so uh, one of the big reasons we wanted to start this podcast was to be able mm-hmm. to provide um, easy access resource for uh, particularly for lay leaders, because we know there's a lot of them out mm-hmm. there. Uh, we know uh, so many of them who brought their young people to the gathering in particular, um, who we want to engage and provide with encouragement, with resources, with the kind of uh, pieces that can be helpful to you as you develop that youth ministry. Because we know it's not easy. Right. <laughs> we're, we're under no pretense that this is somehow just going to be uh, a simple thing. A healthy youth ministry takes time and effort and energy and priority and, in, and investment from leadership and from the congregation. Uh, so you are certainly not going to hear from us here uh, that, okay, this is just the one simple, easy silver bullet that you can do that's going to just be the, the thing that's going to keep your young people connected to the church forever. Um, but how are we going to help you to think critically about youth ministry? And how are we going to help encourage you and engage you as you work through that process? Yeah, I think as, as we were going through, you know, certainly these last 10, 20 years, whatever it may be, um, you know, we were getting a lot of questions in terms of um, people saying, uh, you know, what are trends? What do we see in our church body? What do we see within uh, the, the cultural context? What do we see within families? Um, certainly as that dynamic has changed. Um, and so we get a lot of questions along, well, how do I start youth ministry? Um, or what should I do in youth ministry? Or maybe even to a question about, um, what am I supposed to do in youth ministry when we only have a couple of youth or no money or no volunteers? And so some of those things that we were really taking to heart to say, when we look at the LCMS context of how can we be uh, best support to congregations and their realities? Um, and it's really for you to hear, uh, regardless of what uh, the size of your church is, regardless of what your geographical context may, socioeconomic, uh, we're so thankful for the way that you're stepping into the lives of young people and investing in them and pointing them to Jesus, is that um, there's just great youth ministry to be done when those relationships are built, and we're here to encourage you in that. Um, and to start there and just to see and, and love those young people that are around you. Again, you know, we'll talk more broadly to you. These things apply to children's ministry too, to younger than just high school uh, young people, but that there is that connection that you are being made um, by stepping out in faith. Yeah. I, one of the, the things that is maybe a little hard for me, uh, I go out and meet with congregations, primarily in places where we think we're going to place uh, young adults. And, and often um, in these maybe perhaps smaller congregations or particularly in urban areas, uh, I'll have pastors say to me, well, it's, it's sad. We just don't have a youth ministry. And so we'll tell me more about that. And then, well, we only have, have three kids. And so I did, you know, specialized one-on-one confirmation instruction with them. And then we included them in the adult Bible study and we've just decided to give them you know 
all the congregation members know them and they have particular people who take care of them and we've engaged them in service and leadership. And I'm like, but that that's healthy yeah. youth ministry. <laughs> right, You're right. doing the thing. Um, and I think often we have this perception of, of youth ministry has to be youth group and it has to be big events and it has to be big numbers and it has to have certain key components or whether that's dodgeball or whether that's uh, big retreats or or um, many of those maybe aspects that we saw in youth ministry that characterized youth ministry in the past. Um, and instead, we want to make that turn to say it's not about youth group so much as it is about youth ministry. And that youth ministry is going to look different in every context and every congregation. But if you are meeting sort of these healthy key components, you are doing healthy youth ministry, whether you think you are or not. Yeah, I had a, a guy I was talking to recently, he was a pastor, and uh, he was talking about how, you know, they didn't really have youth group or a lot of youth ministry going on and their congregation was very similar. And it's like, well, but you know, but my class, I had a confirmation class of three and we're all, we're all church workers. Like, well, I think something good was going on there. Something that you had like, had like two, two pastors. And I think, a, uh, you know, I can't remember if it was a teacher or a DC that came out of the class that he got confirmed. It's like, I think your pastor is doing pretty effective stuff. Whatever mm-hmm. that was. And he had, he had talked about his pastor as a young person that was influential in his life as to why he was a pastor. It's like, I think he was investing pretty good in you guys. Like right. uh, you, you may not feel as that standardized that you might read about in terms of the big youth ministry, but some good stuff was happening. The Holy Spirit was using your pastor in different relationships that were going on. So, and that's where, again, that we want to encourage that. We want to provide uh, resources for practitioners and in the case sometimes two programs uh, where there are trainings moving ahead and connections that you can make and network with other uh, youth ministry folks within the LCMS because I would say one thing there are there's a lot of good literature out there on youth ministry um, and some that's also too very practical too that's very helpful and we'll lift some of those up but I do think overall uh, one thing that you're going to hear from us that might be different than maybe some resources you might get your hands on is again we're really gearing it to when we look at the average LCMS church um, there's gonna be a lot of cases where there's not necessarily a full-time person doing only like say high school ministry. We have some that will be that case and we'll, we can, uh, we'll glean resources from them and have them part of the conversation and hope this can be helpful for them too. But we know so many, and this is both going through a process like something for the national youth gathering, but just other connections too, is that often it's a person who is wearing multiple hats or maybe a volunteer. And so we want to try to get as many resources into your hands, uh, so that you can be invested in the lives of those young people and those families. So we're going to talk about these seven practices of healthy youth ministry, and we designed them to really be achievable for any congregation. So regardless of your location, your size, your amount of resources, um, these are all achievable for any congregation, that they're practical, most importantly, that they're biblical, um, and that they're based in research. And so you are going to hear a lot of research numbers from both of us, but I am a data nerd, and so I'm going to throw <laughs> lots of numbers at you. Um, we're going to throw up, don't worry, when we do that, we will throw up links to the research that you can go and look at it yourself um, on on the landing page. Uh, but we really are going to pull from a couple of different places. You're going to hear us pull from the LYF poll. This is a poll that happens every three years at the National Youth Gathering. So we take a sampling of the young people who attend the National Youth Gathering um, and hear about them. This is a longitudinal study, so it's been going on for over 30 years now. So we can compare and contrast uh, responses to the data or the questions now to data that we collected um, 5, 10, 20, 30 years ago. We're also going to talk about the 2017-2018 Millennials in the LCMS study. We conducted that with uh, internally as well as with some partners um, a couple of the Concordias, uh, to think about how millennials um, retain, were retained in our church body, why they were retained, why may, maybe they weren't. Um, and so we'll talk more in depth about that study. But we're also going to pull from some places like Barna, Pew, and Fuller um, 
we're going to pull from them because one of the things we did in our data was say, hey, does this jive with other mm-hmm. data points that we're seeing from from bigger organizations? And in fact, what we found in our data was very in line with what we saw these other places. So certainly we're, we are going to pull from our own data, but we're also going to pull from other places because we know it's consistent. Um, and then we're going to talk about practitioners. We try and keep really good touch with practitioners. We're going to do lots of interviews uh, so that you can hear directly from those practitioners. But those are the places that we pulled from along with scripture and the confessions to be able to think about where we were going to design these seven practices of healthy youth ministry. Great. So uh, when we kind of talk about these practices, we kind of, if you will, divide them into two tables a little bit. We think about the the Ten Commandments and two tables. We kind of have that too for these practices. And one side of it is to look at the kind of context um, of the congregation itself or uh, relationships outside of the young people themselves. The second group talks about more like what we look about investing in young people and making those connections uh, directly with them. So when we're talking about congregations in terms of maybe the aspects that they have, one is that they have engaged parents. The second one is that they have supportive adults. And the third one is, is that there is a culture or climate of warmth, challenge, and grace. Again, warmth, challenge, and grace. And that congregations have opportunities to serve and lead. And really, this is talking about that it's all about relationships and environment, not necessarily programs. Uh, that healthy youth resources doesn't depend on um, flash or on the size of the program or the numbers, but it's about relationships and connections being made within the body of Christ. And for young people to kind of have, if you will, that safe place, that connection place where they hear law and gospel, uh, where they know that they are loved, where their sins are forgiven in Jesus, and where there's a uh, body of Christ that is living that out in community. Um, and then also encourage them in the many ways that they serve in vocation already as young people. So they're starting to learn about that and really getting ready for that major transition post high school. Yes, and we're going to talk about these things um, holistically across the congregation, but it is of incredible value, and we know this, to have areas where young people can be together in that, in that group, to have a targeted time where they are specifically getting um, what they need and being met where they're at. So um, we're not saying just disregard youth, <laughs> youth group all and youth group programming altogether, uh, but in fact, um, when you're designing that, when you're thinking about how we're going to do those things, that we're thinking about these in these more holistic ways. The second part of that, uh, as you heard, is is congregations that help young people too. So what do we want our young people to be walking away with when they are um, uh, leaving our youth ministry and heading into whatever is next for them? And that is that young people uh, deeply understand their baptismal faith, that they develop resilient identity in Christ, and that they live out their unique vocation. So that young people need this kind of this depth and a confidence in their faith, in their baptismal faith, uh, that allows them to kind of go out into the world and to be God's hands and feet and to deal with uh, the many things that they're going to approach in, in our culture today. Uh, their technology and uh, places in our culture that are challenging to our faith, um, or even just conversations with friends who might believe things very differently than they do, that they have a depth to that baptismal identity, uh, that that is helping them to be resilient, to be able to bounce back when they are challenged and to think through difficult times uh, and then to live out their unique vocation. And I think as we're doing that investment, um, one thing that really always struck me through the data pieces that came out in the different studies that we did, and it's certainly those outside of what we did within the LCMS too, is to, is to be really, and I know we've already said it a couple of times, but to be thinking of that transition that's coming post high school. And some sometimes the transition might be before that. Family moves, gets disconnected from that community. So there's even some other considerations to have when that takes place. But it's really to, to double down on that investment. Um, 
you know, we use when we talk resiliency, we kind of talk about the image of a tree being strongly rooted that can take on the storms of life and the questions that come and so that we want them deeply rooted in Christ. And I think another way to think about it too from a congregation and parental standpoint is, you know, we, we know this, but to really take into consideration we're in, in a mobile society. Now we, we might see that mobility change a little bit in future generations with economic pieces maybe, uh, but to really think that we want those young people invested in the church, knowing Jesus for a lifetime and how do we do that give them that foundation early. So when we know and expect them to be uh, spreading their wings a bit and leaving home, that they know also where their home is in the church and in Christ and that that goes with them um, and that we help them and prepare them, but then also help them make that transition to be connected to Christ uh, through his church. We've really designed this podcast uh, to be for those of you who've been in youth ministry for a long time and who are just looking for some extra engagement, some encouragement, some new thoughts about how you can uh, be looking at youth ministry in a new and different way in this for this Generation Z that's coming through our our churches right now. Or if you are just getting started, uh, if you've just been elected to your youth board or just started a new call, uh, we want this to be uh, a, a resource and an engagement that can be helpful to you, that can be encouraging to you, and that can help you really to develop that end goal of, of young disciples for life. So one of the ways that you can do that is connect with us via social media. So it's going to be LCMS Youth Ministry. Hopefully you're already following us on Facebook mm. and uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, but go to those places. Uh, when we see the podcast up, uh, go ahead and subscribe to this, but then also uh, give us feedback. What kinds of information is most helpful to you? Where are you finding success, particularly around these seven practices of healthy youth ministry? We are looking for that feedback for you to help to direct us so that we can be the most uh, helpful to you as we can. Ooh, that, well, yeah, so that we can be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one thing too, so uh, you know that the resources out there is that we uh, provided a magazine around the seven practices of healthy youth ministry at the Youth Gathering in 2019 for adult leaders. Um, that is also available in digital format online. And we're also going to be providing more resources going ahead on our uh, digital uh, resource platform, which is Youth eSource. That's www. We have a digital resource. We do at www.youthesource.com. Gee, Mark, what's there? Yeah, a whole bunch of resources. Over 1,700, I'm told, articles and skits and theological talk sheets and Bible studies and so many resources that are available for your youth ministry. And look for us in the future, too, to start really being framing all those 1,700 resources around the seven practices. So as you're starting to put those into practice, you will have additional resources that will help you do that. Does that cost money? It is free, Juliana. What? Imagine that. Thanks to generous offerings that are collected at the LCMS Youth Gathering and those who attend were able to provide this free to the whole church. Um, and so it's a great resource and we're so thankful for all the writers that certainly invest their time um, into what that is available for them. And we want you to be in prayer for each other and for our young people in our church body. One of the most encouraging things we saw, at least I saw, as we prepared for the National Youth Gathering was we have uh, an adult leader page that really rallied around one another, that supported one another, uh, that kept each other in encouragement and prayer. And we want this to be another place that we can be um, praying for and encouraging one another as you go on and as you work with young people in our church body. Certainly don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, too, as we continue to add content and different sessions and topics and continue to talk about the seven practices of healthy youth ministry. Thank you so much for being engaged parents, for being supportive adults, and for wanting to engage in healthy youth ministry. We look forward to bringing you this podcast as a resource to help you do that. 
End Goals Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church. Yeah.